Welcome to the Kelowna Real Estate Podcast with your host, award-winning realtor, Matt Glenn, and top producing mortgage broker, Taylor Atkinson. Professionals in the industry, enthusiastic entrepreneurs, and successful investors. When it comes to real estate, we're all in. If you are embarrassed looking back at your first one, you waited too long to start. How do you feel about our first one? I'm embarrassed about it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that means you got off to the right start. Yeah. It was a quote we discussed earlier on about a year ago. And yeah, yeah, it did motivate me to just pull the trigger and get going on this thing. <laughs> I love it though, because now this is our 50th episode. 50. Like when we started, when Taylor and I started this, it was to do a year. This was our goal. Yeah. Right. And now we're here and loved every second of it. And it's awesome. Super yeah. embarrassed for the first. It was funny. Maybe like when we do our hundredth, we'll be like, "Oh my god, our fiftieth was terrible." We're so embarrassed of that. We need to work on the intros. I mean, I think that's kind of the theme of goal planning, right? You're always making yourself better and evolving, and you yeah. look back and you're like, "Oh, only if I knew what I knew now, I potentially would have done." Things well, imagine we took the route of not starting a podcast until we were good podcasters. <laughs> Honestly, like think about that. We still route. would not have started then. Yeah, exactly. We'd never start. Yeah. You know, like I don't know how do you get good at something by never doing it. So totally. just do it, getting better all the time. Wow, is that a Matt Glenn original quote? That's really good. What did I say there? <laughs> how do you get good at something without actually doing yeah, it? That is a Matt Glenn original. Practice. Yeah. Practice. <laughs> yeah. So today, if you're listening, you're obviously listening, but we're making history right now. This is the 50th episode. We're a year into it. So our plan was to basically do one episode a week. We realized there's 52 weeks in the year, but person needs a vacation. Yeah. And we yeah. both had babies. Like, come yeah. On. Multiple babies now. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, we had ours before the first episode. But <laughs> yeah, so today we kind of want to review a bit of a recap on the last year. Yeah. What we've achieved in podcasting and just in life in general. Yeah. What we're kind of aiming to do over the next year with this podcast and personal and business lives. We obviously bring on a lot of fantastic guests. We've been really happy with the traction that we've gotten. But, you know, we just feel people want to want to hear more from us. So we wanted to just have a solo episode and let our thoughts fly, which, you know, could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. This will be our <laughs> lowest downloaded episode ever. So yeah, to start out, like we said, started a year ago, we just kind of want to dive into it. We got a great response from a lot of guests that came on. We spoke about a bunch of different topics. We had some feedback from listeners who they wanted on, some good recommendations. So still would love. And if, guests. Guests yeah, recommended it. Yeah. Other guests. Yeah. So still would love to see your guys' input. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I think we started this podcast, not only to talk to great people and learn, but we wanted to provide an immense amount of value to listeners. We also both loved podcasts, right? Like we listened to a still, ton. Yeah, still do. Yeah, like I'm always listening to a podcast or a book. Yeah. 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 Tried to get on a couple, got on some, yeah. didn't get any replies from, you know, bigger pockets or some <laughs> of the other ones I wanted to get on. And so we just thought, you know what, if no one else is going to have us on, we may as well just have ourselves on. So we had to create our own podcast. And that kind of comes down to the point of this show too, is a lot about goal planning. And like, if you want something, you can achieve it as simple as it sounds. You know, there's a lot of cliches out there, put your mind to it achieve whatever you want. And yeah, we did. Yeah, there is a lot of cliches out there, but they're true, right? Like if you really want something, it doesn't matter what kind of obstacles stop in your way. You just plow them over and get through it, right? Like if you really want something, you can make it happen. Well, yeah, you've been talking a lot recently about like the external, like the output that you have, like whatever you have control yeah. over, 
yeah, like focus on uh, taking accountability for your own actions. So like there's Jocko Willing's book, Stream Ownership, talks about this. Oh, How yeah. you basically to be crude about it is like everything is your fault. So if you think about that, what's happening around you, what the market is doing or what these wars going on or whatever's happening, like what can I do to improve my life? It would be easy to sit and complain or blame external factors for everything. And like, you can do that. And a lot of cases, you're probably right in blaming certain things. But at the end of the day, how does that help your life get ahead? Right? So if you just take accountability for everything and realize that you can only do what you can do. So you change the things on your end to make your life better. It's just way easier to live a more mentally balanced life and yeah. achieve your goals. I'll paraphrase and I'm going to ruin this, I think, but <laughs> people have said in the past, you know, there's two types of people people that let life happen to them. Yeah. And then the other type is they make life happen for them. I think that's kind of the point is, you know, you could sit back and just write the narrative of, oh, this has happened to me and this has happened to me. And for sure, in certain cases, like there are some very difficult times that people go through, but the only things you can control are really what you should focus on. Yeah. Even if it was yourself holding you back in the past, right? Like you could sit there and sulk about what you've done in the past and how much you're living with your own mistakes right now. But Still, you're living in the present. You have to do what you have to do to get ahead right now. That's yeah. just the way you look at every issue. You yeah. know, and this is one of the things I'm going to work on this year is doing that more and more and more. Like you think last year, the real estate market, like we had literally had the least amount of sales in over 30 years. And we have way more population and way more realtors right now because we just came off a boom. I know it's been a super tough year for realtors, but like I'm super grateful I've had the best year I've had in my career yeah. this year. And it's like kind of just one of those things where you just make the best of the situation and you realize like as an agent or whatever you do that you're just, you're not a statistic. You're not a percentage. You just do the things that make it happen for you and you have to live with that. You're a super optimistic guy as well. So I think it just like you attract that positivity. Help me out here. What's the quote? Like you're not lucky. You're creating opportunities. Like when people come up to you and they're like, oh, you're just really lucky because that client like fell yeah. into your lap. It's like, well, no, you're not. But you had to put yourself in a position to be lucky. Exactly. That's what I was looking for. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Yeah. We're a good team. Um, Better at that. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it. So what goals do you have moving forward? Like you just had an amazing year, one of your best years ever. What are you trying to do in the next year? One up it. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think I'm going to grant Cardone 10 exit, but I am definitely going to. Why not? We're just talking about, we're giving advice on like, you know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if that's a goal I even want. Yeah. You that's, know, so that's like. a good answer. Just reflecting on this last year, like my personal life is going super well. My business is going super well. Financials are going okay. I would like, they're doing pretty well, but I would like to start investing more. Yeah. So like maybe buy another rental or something this year, or at least put myself into a position to get to that. So there's that. Everything's going well. My fitness has fallen off a cliff. Thanks, Julian. But that is a goal that I got to get back on. And I, honestly, I couldn't be happier about it, but it's, it's just something that I do now. So yeah. my goals, my business, I want to improve because like being an agent is awesome. I love every second of it, but it is like working yeah. seven till nine later at night. Like last night, I removed subjects on a deal at like 1030 at night. So like it never stops. I'm happy with the level of business I'm at right now, but I want to increase it a bit. Yeah. Not to focus on this too much. I know we've spoken about this in the past, but like you're reading Miracle Morning again. Yeah. yeah. Part of that is 
words of affirmation. And yeah. like when I first listened to that, like that comment and like, okay, you're standing in a mirror being like, I am the best agent. Yeah. And you're just like repeating these things about yourself. But if you dissect it a little bit further and look at kind of how you talk about being an agent, you're never talking about it negatively. You're like, I am working, you know, like yeah. I'm doing yeah. that, but I'm loving it. I'm helping clients. Like you speak in a way that presents yourself as like convincing yourself that you are the best and you're providing the best service and et cetera. And then say on the fitness side, like yeah. I'll be more harsh about it, but it's like, I've sucked at working out recently and I've done this where I guess if we could tweak the words to be yeah. like, I will focus on working out more. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it's just a really small change, but I think moving forward, like that is an important part of the affirmation part of, instead of just, you know, saying those things that are so obvious and sitting in a mirror, what you communicate and in your professional side of things, like as long as I've known you, you've always communicated that very well. There's always been like a positive affirmation. I'm doing a good job. Like even when times are tough, it's like I'm working, but yeah. I'm crushing it. Yeah. You know? So I think that's an important thing to take forward. Yeah, that's actually, that is a good point. I guess my only comment is my fitness is I know why. I know like it's obvious that it has not been priority for me because of the results I have, right? If it was a priority, I would be jacked. Yeah. You know, so like I obviously had to put it up on my priorities and make it something that I do. Yeah. Right. So like that is something I got to do. So in this year it's going down. Well, and I think that's totally fair too. Like you adjust priorities. Yeah, exactly. I think you have certain life categories, yeah. fitness, wealth, family, et cetera, and you can't prioritize them all the same all the time. Like yeah. sometimes certain things have to take priority over the What's other. What's that book where it talks about the balls in the air? What book is that? I don't know. But it talks about that exact thing as you can't have all the balls in the air at once. You can't be perfect at everything. All the, like you have to prioritize some things. Yeah. I think that things have been going well for me in lots of categories, but got to improve in others. You need to reflect and figure yeah. out what you need to be better at and, you know, how to achieve that. So for me, like a, it was three years ago, maybe four years ago, read Vivid Vision, spoken about it before. That was kind of the catalyst to like reset a lot of goal planning. So I have tons of goal planning resources. I was super enthusiastic about goal planning again, the last couple of years of, yeah. it's kind of taken a bit of hiatus just with family and talking about prioritizing. Yeah. If anybody does want any information on Vivid Vision, I've kind of summarized like a three-pager PDF that states, well, it's essentially just like condensing the book into a real simple exercise. This is how I did it with a group of guys this is what we suggested that really worked. So I'm happy to share that to anyone. If they and yours want. has been like super, like you were super specific. Yeah. So knock them down. Yeah. So I'll review a couple right now. Okay. So the three pager kind of thing that I will share with you, just email admin at venturemortgages.com. And one of my team members will email you back with this. I'll do you one even better. If you complete the Vivid Vision exercise and send it back to me, we can book a call and I'll share mine with you and you can share yours with me and we can kind of bounce some goal planning ideas off of each other. Love it. So yeah, admin at venturemortgages.com. It's basically, we did a one month exercise. Recommend obviously reading the book, but don't have to. The book suggests doing like a three-year time frame. We did six years in our group because it placed us at 40 years old and we thought a milestone would be kind of cool to do that. We all woke up an hour early every day for that month and worked on this. So it wasn't just 
we spent a couple hours on it. Like, well, we literally spent like 30 hours on it. You're trying to find just a place in your house or somewhere that you can just be hyper-focused on it. We used four to five categories, health, wealth, relationships, personal growth, and cool, fun stuff. And week one was just kind of brainstorming, jotting down a lot of ideas, you know, what we thought would be cool. Week two was we started to condense them. Week three was we decided what kind of format we wanted to communicate it in. So you could do a newspaper article, magazine. You're doing it as a third party writing it about yourself. And then week four, while we did like a nice kind of Canva template, made it professional in terms of like us making it, but wanting to be proud of it so you could share it. And the other powerful thing with that is when you start sharing your goals with other people, like you said, you become accountable. But also people just generally want to help each other, right? Like it's kind of human nature that if somebody shares their goal with you, Matt, it's like, hey, I want to buy a rental property. Instantly, you're going to be like, yes, this is what I want to do. Same with fitness. You know, if you're talking about fitness and people are interested in that and that's one of their strengths, they're going to say, well, these are really good exercises or this is a cool app or this is a good book. Like it's just human nature to kind of want to share how to be better. So once you make something that you're really proud of and it's pretty ambitious and you start sharing it with people, naturally people will just attract to it and start helping you. So some of the goals, like I wrote this three years ago and I'll just review it quickly here. So there's still three years left. Yeah. So still have three years left, accomplished a lot in it so far. And again, if you guys write yours and want to share it, we'll jump on a call and review each other's. One of them having two kids. Well, three years ago, we had no kids. We're at two. Some may say that's an easy goal. Some may say that's extremely difficult. Other ones about wealth stated, I want to buy a ski cabin at Big White, value somewhere in the $800,000 range and generates 50000 of gross income. Like really specific goals. Yeah. Tick that box a couple months ago, bought a place literally that fit that. And I didn't even really review this. Like you don't review these every week, you know, maybe once or twice a year. And then giving back is a category. And this is a funny one. I haven't reviewed this in a while, but it was charitable contributions of over $5,000 annually. Yeah. This year is just under $7,000. And the funny thing about that is we did our like Christmas fundraiser, which we fundraised $4,805. And then obviously I made some other contributions. But when you look back at that, it's like, you don't have to do these goals all by yourself. Like that was very easy to facilitate a group of friends. And I can't, you know, take responsibility for all of that by saying, yes, I donated this, but collectively, you know, you can achieve some of these things by other people helping you. So, and I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Tons of fun. Yeah. The shuffleboard tournament is <laughs> out of control. Yeah. Two years in a row for you. I'm super proud of you for that one. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't want to just focus on just this, but there are a handful of books, resources, you know, things you can do in life to just try and be a better person. But I think the simplistic view on it is write some goals down, share them with people, be accountable and just, you know, Try and live an abundant lifestyle. Yeah. I also like, I think even if you think about making yourself better, you're already on the right track, right? If you're listening to a podcast like this or reading any kind of book like that, I think you're on the right track. Yeah. Action is where miracles happen here. But, you know, being on the right mindset, you're not going to take the action if you're not thinking about it. Yeah. So, like, I think that's key. Yeah. Well, I mean, how to eat an elephant, you know, a lot yeah, of small, but like, it's just, you do just need to take that first step and it's about forming like the right habits and routine and just consistency in that, right? Like 
if you're trying to say, hey, I want to wake up early two mornings out of the week, it's going to be much harder than doing it every day out of the week, right? Like you just need to start forming those good habits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing I've learned about getting up early with the Miracle Morning is like weekends, like when you sleep in on the weekends, it's kind of like it just sets you back almost. I know. Right? It's, so like, it's tough though, right? Because you need to reward yourself too. Yeah. So yeah, I guess... You just need to find ways how to reward yourself. I guess for that, if you want to keep the routine of waking up early, but like you want to feel rejuvenated and rested, yeah. well, maybe wake up early and book a massage or go to yoga yeah. or do meditation. Yeah. The thing is, is, when you wake up early, obviously it can suck getting up early, but once you're up and doing things, it's not like you get up and you're done your workout at like six in the morning. You're like, well, this sucks. I wish I was sleeping the whole time. You know, like it is yeah. kind of a reward in itself. Yeah. Right. So like... Yeah, you can do a reward like making yourself a nice coffee, which I do because I have a Breville and just do it right up after that. Yeah. So the putting off the coffee until after, yeah, that's been my reward for that. Yeah. Well, and there's like lead leg measures for that too, right? If getting up early is difficult, you got to think, okay, what can I do that would be easier? Like just make life easy for yourself, right? It doesn't have to be hard. So what could you do to make life easier and would still kind of get the same result go to bed earlier yeah right like yeah. most people are going to go to bed at the same time but just set their alarm earlier well if you want that sleep and you feel a little bit tired really easy like you can control that right oh i'm just going to go to bed earlier and my alarm is going to be set earlier and done so i think sometimes people overthink goals is i want to buy this or i want to be healthier by doing this like with health i mean the simplest thing if people can't make it to the gym well you can control what you're eating like, yeah exactly you know, so there's, Big there's time. a simple way to achieve these goals. I spoke about this on another podcast we were on recently, but asymmetric investments. Yeah. Uh, what that means is the upside is bigger than the downside. And, you know, the reference was about hiring an assistant for about 50 grand a year could be an upside of a million dollars. Similar to buying a rental property, you know, the downside, like if you bought in the peak and you are net negative and you need to sell... Yeah, you might lose 50 grand on that, but the upside could be exponentially larger. And I mean, full transparency, like one of our purchases over the last couple of years was an Airbnb condo. And I mean, that's probably going to get absolutely crushed by this legislation that's coming out provincially. So we will lose money on that. But the upside that we've had with the rest of our portfolio kind of outweighs it. How do you think you're going to lose money on that? Like, obviously, the cash flow is not going to be the same, but are you going to rent it out or what are you going to do? Yeah, it'll still be cash flow negative even with a long-term tenant in there and the value of it, I'm assuming will go down. It already has gone down, right? Like, so we bought in the peak. We've kind of analyzed it. Fortunately, like we bought with partners. So there's like some risk mitigation there, but at a high level, yeah, we probably are going to lose 30 to $50,000 on that. Cause there's transaction costs, right? What's your plan? Are you going to sell it? Or are you going to keep it? Fortunately, our partners are awesome. So we're all kind of like relaxed about it, but we have analyzed it and just said, okay, if we sold it at a loss and took the capital out and just threw it in, you know, the S and P or something, 8%, we would make more money over a 20 year horizon than holding on to it at 20 years with appreciation at 3% and this rent roll and these expenses. So at today's decision-making, it would be the smarter thing to do to take the loss, sell it, and reinvest that money elsewhere. We're going to hang on to it probably for another couple months. We do have a tenant in there and then kind of reassess. We want to see what happens. Obviously, the final word from the government. I think if you hold on to real estate long-term, you'll always do well. It's just if you can afford to kind of weather the storm. But that's an asymmetric bet, right? Yeah. I've made yeah. dozens and dozens of those in real estate and I've 
always been pretty successful. The other time was another joint venture on an Airbnb. Lost a little bit of money on that one. But I think to like, again, go back to simplifying things is asymmetric bets can be as simple as buying a book for 25 bucks. That's going to better yourself. Like, sure. I do this downside is you never read it, never open it. Yeah. And 25 bucks gone. Yeah. Kind of need to whisper because I've got a stack of about a dozen (laughs) books on my bedside. I have vivid vision. Yeah, there you go. Ordered Vivid Vision has not been opened yet. Yeah, and Emily like comments, she said, "Why are those books there? They're just collecting dust." I'm like, "No way." Yeah, I know, but I just, you know, I'm tired. You're running around with kids, just working, and that kind of goes to the side. But you know, you do pick up those books once in a while, and so for twenty five, thirty bucks to have all those resources and all that knowledge there, it has changed my life. You know, so as simple as a twenty dollars investment. Me too. Also, like to go on a bit of a tangent here. Jim Rohn says the three best things to pass on to your kids is your library, so your books, your photo albums. Obviously, we're not doing photo albums anymore, even though we probably should. Yeah, because like we get a cyber attack, all our photos are gone. And then your journals. So you're journaling. So that's what Jim Rohn says. So you're on the right track. I mean, I love Jim Rohn. One of my favorite quotes is from him as well. But maybe now instead of passing on like all that stuff, we're just passing on podcasts. You know, this stuff's <laughs> going to be there forever. So this has crossed my mind yeah. in a few ways. One is the AI revolution. Like you and I have enough words on the internet now that we could be taken over. Cloned and hacked. Yeah, like and, honestly, yeah. probably in the year 2024, they'll be able to reproduce our podcast with our voices. Just by using historical... Totally. That's happening. It's a little bit scary. Yeah. Should we be worried? No, I, I don't think anyone wants to impersonate <laughs> us. But. I think we're super low on the totem pole. Yeah. Rising though. Rising. <laughs> but our kids, like if anything happened to us, they could have 50 plus episodes listen to us. Yeah. Just talk about nothing. Totally. Real estate, our goals, our vision is for them. You know, like what actually got me thinking about this topic is when we had Carl Miller on. And unfortunately, he passed away. Yeah. Recorded the episode. He was a great guy. He was awesome talking to him. And we found out that he passed away just before the episode was going to be released. Yeah. Literally hours before it was released. And like, it was a huge shock to Taylor and I. But like, when I was looking at it, we're pretty grateful that we gave to his family an hour conversation talking about it. And he came off as a super inspiring guy in that thing. Yeah. And he like, I wish I could have met him because yeah, he came yeah. off so genuine and down to earth. And I think we were going to met him. I think we talked about it in the episode. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the one fun, powerful thing about podcasting is you get to communicate your personality and some transparency. Like there's, yeah. you know, 50 plus hours of us just jabbering <laughs> on the air. And if people have listened to that, I mean, outside of my wife, that I think she's listening most of the time. <laughs> she is. I don't think my, I don't think most people have gotten to know me as well as like listeners on the podcast. Yeah. And I mean, so we're coming up the data. We obviously like have access to all the data, not who specifically is listening, but geographically where our listeners are based. We know where you had dinner last night. Yeah. We know it. So we're coming up on close to 10,000 downloads now over the last year, which is insane when you think about it. You know, that's on average over 200 downloads an episode. Obviously, our first couple episodes got like nine. Yeah, exactly. And that was me just on all different accounts (laughs) downloading them. No, I'm not that tech savvy. (laughs) But we've gained like a lot of momentum. Yeah. And I would imagine by, you know, this time next year, we'll be at three, four or five X that. So when you're thinking you're connecting with that many people, it's just a great way to kind of get to know people on such a busy 
life, right? We don't have the ability to connect to people as much as we would like. Yeah. In terms of like generating leads in a sales funnel from a business perspective, yeah, that's obviously on the back end and that we have started to see that, which is great. Yeah. But something that's been a little more powerful that I've seen is in the industry, like I've had a couple files that like an appraiser was one where it was like a rush appraisal and we just needed a bit of help on it. And fortunately, like the appraiser that was listed was a fan of the podcast. So it just wasn't even like the credibility, but it was like, oh, hey, yeah, great. So you could relate to them a little bit. Yeah. And likewise, yeah. I had a lawyer reach out on a file that we were doing and it was super urgent, had to close that Friday and it just kind of came across my desk super late. So everything like the instructions got sent really late. And on the phone call, I was like, yeah, I really appreciate you doing this. And they're like, yeah, we're, you know, fan of the podcast, listen to it while I walk to work. It's like, this is incredible. Yeah. That puts me ahead of anybody else like is getting a favor. But if you're able to connect with people in any platform, you know, obviously guys like you are really good on social media. I'm just, that's a stretch. Wow. In comparison to me, comparison to me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the podcast has been a really powerful tool that way to. Uh, Yeah. I've noticed it too. Like you get so many comments from people. Obviously when you had the Kelowna real estate podcast, it's pretty niche. Like we're in a mid-sized city or small city and it's real estate in the city. So like it's pretty niche. So most of the people I talk to in my day are real estate people in Kelowna. So yeah, a lot of people bring it up when I talk to them and yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. How has this not been done before as the Kelowna Real Estate Podcast. Like we're going to pat ourselves on the back and say like we saw an fruit capitalized. Yeah. I know, honestly, good timing for us. You know, maybe though, they were just too embarrassed. You know, people are just thinking about it. Just don't do it. Put it off. Or they just too embarrassed to start. Yeah. You know, like you and I just have no shame. We just went right in. Well, I'm just hiding behind the microphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're talking 10,000 downloads. If I had to do this in a room of 10,000 people, I would not be doing it. <laughs> You wouldn't. I'd drag your ass up there. We'd do it. You'd be up there for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be up there. Yeah. I'd be in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been a great year. Thank you for, uh, you know, joining me and Yeah. Honestly, I, it. no, thank you because you were actually amazingly good at, I don't know if you noticed this on the show, but I just start to trail off or ramble and you were so good at cutting me in at the perfect spot. Like, thank you. I'm impressed actually. That's been good from the start. So. Well, yeah, you've given me a lot of confidence to develop into a I want to say a podcaster. I guess we yeah. are podcasters. When you do 50 episodes, like what's the stat that we heard? Who did we talk to that it was like? Yeah, I think it was like under 10 episodes or something. Like yeah. 95% of podcasts don't make it past the first 10. There's first 18 or something. Yeah. Um, and we're terrible with stats, by the way. <laughs> but like the point is way past that, right? Yeah. Like, and we're going strong going yeah. into the second year. What we've learned about podcasting is, A, it's not as easy as it looks. There's a lot of time setting up getting guests, organizing the guests and our schedules. Like you and I are both busy. Our guests are always busy. Trying to find times that work for them is kind of harder than it sounds. And then you have like the back end stuff. We change producers. Three three times. I mean, our first producer was great, but we needed something with a little more investment in us and especially like the video content. You know, if you listen to the first episode, Probably the audio quality was not that great. There was no video. The show notes were not good. Now, like our show notes are dialed. That's because we started out writing our own show notes. Yeah. Even the titles. I just like wrote the name (laughs) of somebody. Now the titles actually have a hook. Yeah. But yeah, our producer now is great. Like our video has been amazing. Yeah. Video content, I think is pretty cool. We're getting some good video content on there. Like it's getting better. Yeah. So if you're not following us on Instagram, please do that. We will get it much better and more interesting content. Yeah. If you haven't 
liked on Spotify or Apple or whatever you're listening to or leave us a review. It'd be super appreciative. We're only going to continue this, obviously, as long as we're enjoying it and are passionate and we're getting good feedback. Yeah. And we've seen that. And I think we need to really thank our wives as well. Because like you said, you know, when you say 50 episodes, it seems like a lot, but it doesn't seem like a lot. 50 hours, but there's a ton of time and energy and like you said, organizing. I think guests. it's three or four times as much for sure. Like recording time. Yeah. This is not even counting Nikki's time editing, but like, oh, uh, yeah. this is like just you and I time. Yeah. And there's obviously a cost to it as well. Yeah. yeah. So as long as we're enjoying it and we continue to see our listener base grow and people commenting and engaging, that's all we can hope for. But yeah, a special shout out to Emily and Becca. I mean, they've yeah, very supported much. this crazy idea and they've yeah. been on the show. Yeah multiple times so yeah couldn't have done it without them yeah yeah and obviously the listeners so thank you guys for tuning in thank you so much just getting started yeah so i think to kind of recap if people have anything they want to talk to us about if they have guests that they want to topics have on topics we're open to anything we have an ongoing list of guests that we have in the pipeline yep. that have agreed to come on. This We're is going to be a good year for that. It. Sure. Uh, but yeah, if you have any suggestions, feel free to reach out. Like I said, email admin at Venture Mortgages. My kind of tool I've used, I've got a handful of them. Maybe I'll just get her to kind of do everything in one, you know, four or five documents I can send out to people. Yeah. And yeah, happy to share, happy to try and add value in any way we can. So yeah. So 2023, year the podcast started it's in the books now we're on 2024 yeah right on well look forward to another uh, year of this relationship yeah. with you man more episodes coming right up okay sweet dude thanks for listening to the Kelowna real estate podcast be sure to reach out and let us know how else we can add value to your Kelowna real estate journey please show some support by hitting the like share and subscribe button this is sponsored by matt glenn real estate and Taylor Adventure Mortgages.